It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. I am back with TGIF. All right, y'all, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. Hey, 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 Claudia. We're going to get into your outfit in just a second. <laughs> and our special guest host for the week, Carolina Sanchez. Hello, Carolina. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Do people call you Carolina sometimes? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> they call me that often, and I correct them often. Carolina. <laughs> I don't have to deal with them much, and then it's like, all right, call me call me whatever. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. How's everybody feeling today? Y'all feeling good? Thank goodness. It's Friday. You know, I'm super excited because it's my Founders Day, so I'm going to always be in a good mood on the Founders Day of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. How old is that jacket, Al? Do you know, <laughs> Claudia, you're so funny. Look, I pledged fall 93. This jacket is 30 plus years old. And it's so funny because I got the jacket when I crossed from my pole mark, who was Joe Finley, who was my mentor all my days growing up. He was a school principal in the town that I worked in. And if you look at this picture right here, this picture is super significant. I've done some things in my days. This particular picture, if you can go back to the picture of the guy's um, production that I'm standing in the middle right there. Uh, this is a very special picture to me. I was the university advisor to this chapter in um, at Florida Memorial University when I was a professor there. This is called the Mothership of the South Chapter. They are the first undergraduate chapter in South Florida. They were founded April 30th, 1966. That's the Epsilon Mu chapter. Guys, thank you so much for trusting me to advise you when I was there. Um, it meant the world to me that they chose me because they were the first undergraduate chapter in the state of Florida. I pledged in fall 93, as I said, I'm a member of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. We're all about achievement and leadership and other notables in the fraternity that some of you guys may know is Colin Kaepernick. Oh, we always doing big things. John Singleton, leader leader in, in film and television, Kaepernick, leader in sports. Um, Lance Bass, I mean, not Lance Bass, Lance, uh, what's Lance's name? Gross. Yeah, Lance Gross, leader in, in, in television. Um, who else you might know? Marvin Sapp, leader in um, okay. gospel singing. These are some of the notable members of Cap Alpha Psi, and I salute all of you. And look, one of my younger, <laughs> uh, our, our uh, producer was getting on me because I have double nail your own. Only did that because you can't see all of this, but you can see this, so. All right, well, congrats. I, I Do you say congrats or just happy Founders Day? <laughs> happy Founders Day. I know nothing I'll about I'll take anything, life. I'll take it all. All right, all right. Well, Carolina, you're back with us, so we will get into the show and have some fun, but before we like to, oh, I'm sorry, never mind. We already spent our time with that, wishing you a happy uh, Founders Day. <laughs> all right, Carolina, any plans for this weekend? No, I think I'm finally going to relax because I've been going, going, going through December and we're finally first week of January, kind of get my life in order, start making those meals, preppings and hopefully relax. And, and you picked a hell of a year to start off with no alcohol and be dry because we have a lot of drama going on. So let's go ahead and get into the show and, and, and start talking. Gypsy Rose Blanchard clapped back at people who are hating on her husband. She wrote. Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not owe anyone, anyone, anything. Besides, they're jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The bleep is fire. Her husband replied, who said I give a damn about what those jealous people say anyway? Now come get it, baby. Are they, are they, are they special? <laughs> No, they are, right? No, they no, no, they're not special. I like this, Claudia. Don't, don't, don't them. That little girl's been through a lot, right? Carol, Carolina is going to share with us what it really is because I didn't know who Gypsy Rose was until Carolina shared it. Oh, and, no. But she, she just got out of prison. She's only been out for like what, maybe a week, a week, right? Mm -hmm. So she and him are supposed to be having sex every day and it's supposed to be good. So I'm here for this. <laughs> right? Listen, listen, it's <laughs> giving it to you, sing his praises, but that's not the tea that I want. All right. For people who don't know who Gypsy Rose is, she is the woman who went to prison because she lured her, 
her boyfriend, her online boyfriend, which turned out to be Ryan, uh, to kill her mom. And the reason people are, are rooting for her despite this is because her mom had Munchausen uh, syndrome, they believe, a disorder where by proxy you're you're giving false uh, ailments, false mm. um, like she claimed that her daughter had leukemia. She claimed that she had muscular dystrophy. It turned mm. out she didn't have any of these things. Oh, great. I feel like a jerk now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't know. You didn't know. But she had her wheelchair bound, even though she could walk. She never oh, had God, it gets worse. That is horrible. Her so she one time she ran away with a boyfriend that she met. Her mom caught her. And then eventually, you know. Gypsy had enough and she was like, uh-uh, we're going to get done with mommy dearest and she is gone. So everybody has been waiting for this day for her to be released from prison. But got we want, it, tea. We want to know exactly what happened between her and Didi is her mom's name. So that's what I want to know about. I don't need about no. What went down between you and mom? make her like so if she had leukemia she had to like be leukemia sick if she had a different disease she had to be that disease sick or or yeah, was, but it she... was awful because she would take her to the doctors and the doctors just over medicated her they even took out her salivary glands they operated on her eyeballs they took out her teeth. oh my goodness so, i mean what she did to to gypsy is horrific and i don't know how any one wouldn't go to those extremes to get out of that situation right there are no systems of checks and balances where we could just tell a doctor what it is. And the doctor says, oh, OK, I get some some symptoms can't show up. Right. Like if you say your back hurts, there's no way they can prove my back doesn't really hurt. Right. But to, to go as far as to operate on one's eyes. Without seeing a legitimate condition. I mean, I think that um, the medications, because she was given so many medications early on, uh, they also probably did impair her all eyes, of right? her yeah they impaired uh, her exactly they pulled her teeth too yeah okay well i feel awful sorry <laughs> i was bad picture sorry please forgive me <laughs> see can't judge a book by its cover but that's what we do on tjf of we, course we, we do. always judge now we're, we're the best at that <laughs> The Lord knows my heart. Okay. Amber Rose recently opened up about losing hope and love after her breakup with rapper Wiz Khalifa. Has heartbreak ever made you lose faith in finding love again? Uh, let's go to you first, Al. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like for me, it's just like, I don't like failing at anything, number one. And I definitely don't like failing at being in love like that that is a huge blow for me both to my ego and to my heart so yeah I, and then that's probably why i haven't dated seriously since my divorce to be perfectly honest because i don't want to have to learn a person all over again i don't want to have to like um like amber said on uh the tamarin show i don't want to have to like ask how was your day i don't want to ask like you know how are you feeling what do you want to eat all of that takes a lot of mental toll and emotional toll on me so i can get it you know i had the opportunity to spend time with amber and wiz this past halloween at wiz's house and one thing i can say about them is i see why she's heartbroken over wiz Khalifa. The dude is just so fun. He's so engaging. He's a great dad. Um, they do an awesome job of co-parenting their son together. And he also helps with her new kids. It's just like a fairy tale. If I was her, like, honestly, if I was her, I would feel come some kind of way too, because I would actually feel like this is a good one that I let get away. Were you very heartbroken when you got divorced? Were you, or were you like, okay, we're at peace with it? Were you, were you crushed? So I was at peace. I was at peace because I had done all I could do. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the ego part, like I'm the youngest of six in my family. All my brothers and sisters have been married 30 plus years. So they have they've had very successful marriages. If you look at it in terms of still being together, my parents were together for 40 plus years. So that was my measuring stick. Um, could I make it to that? <laughs> no, but it still didn't stop me from ha being hurt that I didn't have the capacity or the ability to stay in it that that long. All right. Well, Carolina, you're the one here that's married. So how, did yeah. you ever, before you got to where you are, were you ever like, I give up? No, I mean, I think during my bridal shower, I remember distinctly my aunts and my grandmother emphasizing that love isn't going to 
make your marriage last. Like it is a commitment. You have to work at it. And in the beginning, I was like, hell no, like we love each other. Everything's great. But I'm going to say during this season of our life, especially with everything that I shared earlier this week, it ain't easy. It ain't for the faint of heart. And like Al, like I definitely don't want to fail at this. And I feel like heartbreak, heartbreak just emphasizes all of all of it as well. Right. And I, I, I'm in the season of like working right now. Like, yes, I love him and I adore him and we fill each other's cups. But right now we're in a place where we're having very hard conversations and I'm forcing it on him because like either we're going to see this all the way through, burn the house down and figure it out or, um, you know, otherwise what we're doing, right? Like being mm. transparent enough to share that with us here. Yeah. I, I'm a hopeless romantic and I, I think this is why I keep getting burnt, but I'm also, it's also why I keep trying love. Like I will be devastated for a while. I just took a, a recent almost a year off of being having my feelings in anybody. But then I get over it and then I just jump right back in like I was never hurt before, which is good and bad. It's good because I'm still optimistic, but then I, I definitely still can easily get devastated again. But it doesn't, for some reason, maybe because I'm, maybe I'm stubborn or stupid, but it doesn't make me give up. It makes me, I still have that, like, it could still be that still, I still have a fairy You've been married, Claudia. Are you I was, married? You've been married, right, Claudia? You've been married before. I was married for less than a year. I filed for an annulment because it wasn't what I thought. Um, he still was involved with someone, so like I was able to <laughs> cite fraud as a reason. Um, and it was very nasty. You know, we went from like talking on the phone till four in the morning, where he kept telling me I'm his soulmate, to not even being friends or even being cordial now. And it's like kind of like you know hate this hatred. Well, right, but you know that's how it goes. I hate to say it. I, I I can relate to that. Even though yours was in such a short span, you know there was a point that you were in love. You were in love so much that you wanted to get married. And then it just turned, it took a turn. Like that's kind of how it is in a marriage. Like sometimes it takes a turn. One thing I have learned in Carolina, I don't know if I can give you any advice, but I, I can give you the advice that my older brothers and sisters gave me. If you're really committed to the guy and you really love him, just understand that the turns are gonna happen. You're gonna be mad. You're gonna think it's gonna end. Like if you really love the person, just push through, just push through. Cause there's gonna be another day that's not gonna be like that. And then after a couple of years or a couple of months, it may go back to that, but you just keep pushing through, you know? So I don't know if that helps at all. I yeah, mean, just no, don't. Thank you. Right. Yeah, I think, I think that's why it's so important to how you argue with someone. I, that's a question I ask early on. How are you when you're mad? It's easy to, to be sweet and handle each other with care when things are good. But how are you at your worst? Mm. Yeah. How are you? Do y'all walk away and take a beat or do you guys confront it? I'm probably like Claudia. I'm gonna argue you down until you all figure it out tonight, and no one's going to see right. this over. I'm not going to bed mad. You nope. go. We go. We gonna talk this through until the sun comes up. No, but I've learned that you have to give that up too, like yeah. and, and, right. to make peace. But anyway, I guess we got to move on. We'll revisit this, I'm sure. Okay. On the topic of heartbreak, Kelly Clarkson's husband and former manager Brandon Blackstock allegedly told Kelly that she was not sexy enough to be on The Voice. Kelly ended up getting the gig and joined the show as a coach in 2018. What are your thoughts on spouses who try to hold their partners back from keep and keeping them from success? Carolina, let's go to you on this. <laughs> my husband would not be my husband if, if that was the case. Absolutely not. That's why he's her ex-husband. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mind um, critiques and feedbacks from my husband. Like if he's like, man, babe, like, I don't know if that dress is the right one or Hey, what are we doing? How can how can I help support you so in your next moves? Because um, you've been slacking, you've been lazy. I appreciate things like that, but to hinder me and say that I am not Rihanna, therefore I'm not going to get um, a spot on the Voice when I have a voice like Kelly Clarkson. Like, no, you ain't the one for me. No, mm -hmm. it's really mean. Al, what do you think? Yeah, well, I don't think that's the case here, um, Claudia and Carolina. Um, unfortunately, although this is probably one of the biggest divorces, ugliest divorces in pop culture, um, that's not how it went down. So he used to manage her. And the reason why I can speak on this is because I used to manage my ex-wife. I managed her for years in our marriage. And what he actually said to her was what the agency said 
to him that he was pitching her to. So when you manage a talent like a Kelly Clarkson, you're on the phone all day, you're pitching, you are setting up stuff, you're talking to agents, you're talking to lawyers, you're talking to other managers, you're talking to heads of, of, of networks and all that. And so he actually only repeated what he was told at that time. And it wasn't to be on the voice, it was to be a coach on the voice. So, and he used the Rihanna example because that's what he was told by the agency. So I just wanna be very clear. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I've been in that manager role for your wife and it's a very intense role. And you have to sometimes have those ugly conversations with your talent who happens to be your wife. So she wanted this position and he told her the pushback. The pushback, unfortunately, sweetheart, is that this is what what they're saying you're not the look that they're looking for you're not the sex that they're looking for in fact with that of course they were looking for a black talent along the lines of quote a rihanna i've had these conversations in these situations over and over it is ugly it is a, a bad thing to say but talent and claudia knows this you want to know the why why didn't they choose me why won't they use me and, and you know at the end of the day you have to let them know what the agencies are saying and that's all he did so in this particular case i don't know all the other ugly things that he's done but in this particular case this is what happened Two things. I never knew you managed star. How long did you do that for? Our entire marriage. Really? Okay. And mm -hmm. secondly, so despite her him telling her this, she still ended up working with the show. Yeah. So it, it happened four years later. Mm -hmm. So it happened four years later and the direction of the show obviously evolved. Four years later, they weren't looking for a sex puss Rihanna type black woman. They were looking for a Kelly time so and at that time is when she was booked it didn't happen like a year later it in this particular case if i'm not mistaken if you read the documents it happened four years later i think um with some good with good management um of course you have to let your talent know what the whys are but when you have the complex the complexities of a relationship with someone it's also your job to protect your partner's feelings so delivering it in a way where it's not going to be devastating and crushing because this this business it's all about confidence in yourself. And if you mm -hmm. have in your head moving forward, not sexy, not sexy, not sexy, not popping, you're going to, uh, artists are, we're sensitive about our, uh, mm -hmm. even if you say label as, you it makes you a little bit paranoid oh absolutely you know i think i was probably to be honest claudia i was probably the worst at that because i was like listen um i'm here to help you win I mean, that's the reason why A, we're married, and B, that's why I decided to take on this role. But at the end of the day, we do have to be realistic with each other so that we know what we got to do to pivot, to turn, to go to the next, and to still conquer this. Because for me as a manager, and, and just in life in general, I always want to win. So. Okay. If that's having a tough conversation and saying, babe, we're going to turn this page because we got to go on to the next thing. Let's go on to the next thing. You well, know, we got to. Oh, yeah, we got to go, we, we gotta go <laughs> on to the next commercial. <laughs> but we have some more pay cuts. Okay, coming up next, the Republican National Committee <laughs> is how they telling lies. And later, we're talking all things hygiene. Stay tuned and wash your ass. We'll be right back. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, the GOP claims that crime is out of out of control in Democratic-controlled cities. They blame the Black Lives Matter movement, the defund the police movement, cash bail reform, and President Biden for the rise. However, according to reports, this might not actually be true. Ooh, shocking, they're lying. U.S. Mm -hmm. homicides in many Democratic-controlled cities actually fell in 2023. What do you think about the GOP spreading false information? Because I've never heard of them doing that before, Al. What do you think? It's, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. You know, the, the thing that really upsets me the most 
is how whenever anything is bad going on in, in the country as it relates to theft and crime and death, they always want to push it on the black people. They always want to pick the cities where per capita there are more black people than anywhere else. And to me, I find that borderline disgusting. I, I find it renegade reporting. I think it's renegade politics. It's all lies. And, and people still fall for this crap. So in this particular case right here, this is an example of what the Biden-Harris administration has done positively. They have decreased the murder rates in all of our major cities and who else should we applaud besides them? Now, if only they could work on these stealing people, these people stealing stuff, <laughs> it would be a lot better. But in this case, we got to give the Biden-Harris administration exactly the praise that they deserve. All right, Carolina. I will say the crime rates are still a little high. I mean, they're down, but they're still high everywhere. I'm going to just point that out. But what's funny on that graphic, there's only one city where it went up and that's Dallas where you're at, Claudia. And that's isn't that where the mayor, isn't that where the mayor just switched parties from Democratic to Republican? We have a black Democratic mayor who did, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, switched parties. And he switched parties and everyone's pissed. Uh, I was gonna go to the mayor's ball this year and I was making my phone calls. And then when I found that I'm like, no, don't do the switch and bait on us. So really the crime has gone up in the Republican led city of Dallas, Texas. I'm just saying. You know, once again, I think I discussed this the other day about, um, you know, the, the Democrats just do a really poor job with messaging. This is yeah. a very small report that came out. It has not been plastered all over the news. We're picking it up because we want to. But th we don't keep the same energy for positive news. And I think we have to do that in this election with so much misinformation out there. We have to mm -hmm. now more than ever really highlight the wins that this administration mm -hmm. has had because the narrative is now as it might be too late. But people just believe it's just all, you know, end of the world right now. And we're not really highlighting. And it, this has gone back to the Obama administration. He never really bragged about right. things were positive on his watch. And we need to have that. Yep. So, you know, I know that's true, but um, I'm thinking we should replace the what the Florida segment with what the Texas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with we what have the Texas. You were in a close second, so it only makes sense. Since listen, since Texas and Florida chairs. are neck and neck with the shenanigans, right? <laughs> Carolina, we got a, our governor is a hot ass mess. Hot. Greg Abbott, you know, Pat pushed for legislation to put a cap on people when they uh, insurance with insurance claims like get injured. And within a very short amount of time, he was jogging and a tree fell on him and then he became injured. And I just want to say karma is, um, it's just, wow. Just wow. <laughs> a tree just fell. Wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> All right. Rolling on to the next topic. Speaking of frauds, a Florida woman was surprised to come home and discover that her driveway had been stolen Yep, a week before the theft, an unsolicited contractor came by the woman's property to measure her driveway. The woman was likely a victim of an unusual scam. Um, uh, what? What, what? What's the craziest thing that um you ever had stolen? And what do you think about this? Caroline, let's go to you first. I don't think I've had anything stolen, but this just seems like what kind of scam is this to uh, steal somebody's driveway? Cement? Cement. What? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I watched the uh, the news report on it, and I still don't understand why somebody would do that. The poor thing is she's already got, got a contract on her new house that she's going to move to. She's got mm -hmm. two weeks to figure it out. She can't even afford the new driveway. Like, who would do wh – why or who – I don't I don't understand. Maybe somebody was trying to outbid her on the next property. I don't know. Mm. Uh, what do you think? I think you hit the head. You hit the you hit the nail on the head, Carolina. I don't think that this is a scam. In fact, I think this is a bully um, intimidation tactic. I think everyone knows that if you don't have a concrete driveway, the value of your home goes down minimum of ten to fifteen percent, which is pushing her to change her sale price to lower. Because think about it. Now you can sell crushed 
uh, concrete, mm -hmm. but it has to be crushed. It has to be crushed. It has to be screened. And then it has to be aggregated. And you only are allowed to get $15 a ton. This house right here looks like it may, I don't know where it is, but I'm just thinking it's in Florida. That house looks like it may be about what a 150 Claudia. You're in the real estate. Where's TKJ when we need him? All I would right. say about 150, depending on where it is, it could be more. This hit on her will take her price down twenty to thirty thousand dollars. It's Christmas. She doesn't have money to put that side to put that uh, driveway back, so she's going to reduce her price to move that house because she's closing on another house. This is definitely not a scam. This is an intimidation tactic. Shame on them. And to be perfectly honest, we need to start a GoFundMe account for her so that she can raise enough money to get that uh, sidewalk put back in so that the value of her home does not decrease. It's amazing. It just... It just amazes me the minds of, of some humans, the things that they'll go through to avoid, to get over on somebody else, to steal from somebody else, to hurt somebody else, to, to, to lowball. And I, I just, it's just horrible. She's a homeowner. She's trying to, you know, she's trying to just like survive out here in these streets and people just, just trash. I, 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 I want the same karma that Governor Abbott had to come to you, driveway. <laughs> whoever, whoever did Whoever that. stole this, may no good come to you until you get your car. <laughs> Let a tree fall on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so it is done. It's better than a cement truck. Yeah. So it's said, so it's done. All right. A woman who went viral for flashing her breast during a college football game has been offered a webcam show deal worth up to $100,000. Why does society keep rewarding ratchet ass behavior like this? Carolina, the mother here, the wife. We eat it up. We eat it up. That's the problem. Consumers consume. And where consumers be consuming, people be paying because they can get all the advertisements. People love, love all of the lewd acts. They are here for all, all sorts of ratchet behavior. I mean, we've seen it in so many careers take off praising ratchet behavior. We, we're just here for it. And we're, it's not going to go away. And now we're offering six figures for it. That's crazy. Right. So she just got to show her titties? Probably. Well, the beginning, the beginning. So the owner of the, the streaming platform said that they see a lot of breasts. And Claudia, check this out. Real breasts are coming back. So yes. in the porn world, <laughs> in the porn, so you got a second job. Listen, in the porn <laughs> world, and if you if production put the picture back up, she has she she has very big breasts, a little saggy, but they are real breasts. And he said that his audience would pay a hundred thousand dollars to see her natural breasts. Now, this is the only warning that I have for her, young lady. It, it, the statistics show that women who start in this vein doing soft porn, like just showing their breasts or just doing regular pictures, over 50% end up doing hard porn. So think long and hard about that $100,000 because from what I understand, it's something about the response that they get that forces them deeper and deeper into the black hole. I knew this girl make more money. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's it. I knew this girl and I was kind of like being her mentor for a little while. And I guess I failed because she ended up doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> she was already on her way. And it was I mean, what, what's her net worth now? If her net worth is high, then it might be worth it. You oh. met your Are you supposed to keep her off the pole? <laughs> she did it behind my back. And so it started Just with like, like a me. parent. You got to go shake the shake I was busy the with my own career. I told her I was, I've, listen, I'm not a good mentor. I'm too busy. If I'm your mentor, you might end up on the pole or doing porn. So anyway, <laughs> I feel so bad because like I I never agree. You know, you know when someone just kind of gangsters you into it. I never agree. Right. She's like, you're my mentor. I'm like, no, I'm not. And anyways, she ended up being like kind of like an escort and like doing like low end, like, <laughs> end doing, like honestly, she could have worked at a restaurant and made more money than what she was making in her. And it was like so sad. It was so uh, she, the story she would tell me, I would be like. Please don't tell anybody I'm your mentor. <laughs> <laughs> so she probably looked at you at like this, like, like this supermodel, you know, video vixen, like hot, you know, sex trot that she wanted to be like. She wanted to be but, in music videos and then and, and, and right. modeling. And she got modeling, but it was in the porn world. And I was like, 
sometimes you just got to accept that like if you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole and it's not fitting maybe that career is not for you but maybe you can be in the management side or maybe you can be in accounting just in the business but not on camera and she wasn't right for it cute girl but <laughs> i'm sorry to your mother any camera <laughs> Sorry if I failed. Don't know what he said to with me. I don't want to Everybody, be Claudia cannot be your mentor. <laughs> Parents, keep your kids away from CJ. Oh, I was popping. It was in the 2000s, early. All right, coming up next, we're talking all things hygiene. And later, a North Carolina minister took disrespect into his own hands. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Sorry. Welcome back to TGIF. Once again, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take a look at this tweet. It says, give a hygiene tip. All right, y'all. Have you ever had to point out a friend or a significant other's poor hygiene? <sighs> Al, let's start with you. So this is a serious question. I don't I don't want the soulmates, especially the females, to be dragging me. This is a serious question. So there's no secret. I, I enjoy a lot of sex. I just need to know, though, from you, Claudia and Carolina, like I've had to tell females like the Tussie cat is a little stanky, like like like. Yeah. So I'm like, do they smell? Do you can you smell your own? Can, Let me ask you this. Was this before or after you had sex? Like it was it? before. Mm-hmm. Well, like you, and 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 you know, you know, you kept, it, it kind of it like it's like lighting a fire when you're doing it and then aroma goes. Um, you can absolutely smell your own vagina. There's no excuse for it. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with a woman's pH levels that don't come from being dirty. If you mm -hmm. eat too much sugar, if you uh, sometimes thong panties, um, mm -hmm. if you're taking some kinds of medication or using the cheap hotel soap can throw off your pH levels. Why I was telling my friends, you've used Dove soap. It doesn't irritate you. Mm -hmm. And that can throw off your levels where the good and the bad uh, flora are thrown off mm -hmm. and it can smell and it can smell quickly, you know, immediately like so a garbage can. It yeah. can smell like wet, <laughs> um, wet carpet and fish. And if you can smell it, she can smell it. Like, I always thought, like, maybe because I had a librarian once that she used to pretend like she didn't smell it. And I was like, this whole, this whole library smells like a fish fry. So, because it smells like that all the time, they become immune to the smell? No, you never get immune. Okay, got so it. I had a homegirl well, that stayed with me. I had a homegirl that stayed with me and she smelled them. This was back in the late nineties. And we had to tell her, we had to have an intervention, a friend intervention and tell her that she, she, we got to, we, we took her to the doctor and oh, wow. I was like, there's no way you don't smell that. Um, right. but let me just, let me, let, let's just not put it on the ladies. Cause fellas, a lot of times <laughs> we know you're cheating because your penis is carrying the bacterial vaginosis and that is throwing off our pH levels. Or if you're messing around with multiple women or men, or if you try to put it in the booty and then go in the that is a no-no. Never, ever, ever, ever do that to a woman. Or you can wipe it off before. No, no, it's no wiping off. It's a complete shower. Or mm. remove the condom. See, Al, you probably don't cause the thing, the fish tank smell. You didn't know. <laughs> Did you say a fish tank smell? <laughs> Got a smell what like a fish <laughs> but um, as far as hygiene, I had um, I was in a relationship with someone that whose breath was really strong, mm -hmm. and I, I kept making like comments like, "Have you ever had a cavity?" And he was like, "No, never." I'm like, "It's impossible!" Like, <laughs> no, this you, it's not true. You're lying. Yes, and telling I, people to go to the dentist is like my little nudge. Like, hey, what's the last time you went to the dentist? Like, oh, I'm too scared. Like, no, don't be no. scared. You no, to. you got to go brush your teeth and, and and drag your tongue while you at it. That's okay. I can I can put up with a I can put up with a stanky tussy cat, but I cannot put up with stanky breath. Sorry, that is a deal breaker right there. I promise sure. you, because halitosis it takes a lot to get rid of halitosis. To clean a tussy cat, you can like take some pills or something and do some douching or something, but that halitosis. 
No. But just like a what you asked if a woman could smell her. Right now when I'm talking, I <laughs> right? I smell and you can taste your breath. The first thing in the morning, you're like, let me go brush my teeth and use mouthwash. You know this. And why do people with bad breath always be hitting them hard H's and them hard P's? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, though, Claudia. And we got to go to the next stuff. I got to be honest. Like, sometimes I can smell my breath, but sometimes I can't. Like, I can't. Like, like even in the mornings, I got to be honest. Sometimes in the mornings, I don't know how bad my breath smell until someone tells me. That's why I, I'm very self-conscious. I always have gum in my mouth or mints because I am I never want to be that girl that they say, oh, her breath. So I, I always mm -hmm. have gum first like, first thing in the morning and I brush. And, and you got to scrape that teeth, the, your, your tongue and toothpicks. I always have a toothpick on me, like always in, in, in my vicinity. Yeah. All right, y'all. Clean your twisted cats. Your <laughs> <laughs> All right, a Chinese foreign exchange student is claiming to be a victim of cyber kidnapping. Police say cyber kidnapping is a new trend where victims are forced to convince their families they've been kidnapped for ransom. In some cases, the scammers will tell the victims to isolate themselves and send voice recordings or photos to their families. Oh, my God. Like, Oh, the world is getting so crazy. What are your thoughts on this crazy new crime trend? Uh, Alex, go to first. I mean, I think it's insane, but I will say this. All those out there, uh, it comes from social media. A lot of this comes from social media. These scammers are out there trolling your social media, seeing if you or your family has money, and that's what makes you a target. Did you see the pictures, Carolina and Claudia, when they found this young man? They The scammers had talked him into going into the woods. He had a tent, though. <laughs> He's funny. You know he got money. <laughs> he had like a double-wide tent. It was beautiful. It was probably one of the most expensive hiking tents you've ever seen. And he was inside the tent. When the officers showed up, they knocked on the tent door. And they were like, excuse me, sir. sir. I mean, but that's what's wild to me is that nobody physically was ever with him. Right. That is what's crazy about this cyber crime is that they are able to infiltrate your psyche and convince you just via messages on That's both right. ends. Like they were attacking his family and him at the same time. And they instructed him to pretend that he was being kidnapped in the woods. Like at some point, I feel like logic needs to step in and you'd be like, why am I going to go to voluntarily go to the woods? No one's taking me with mm -hmm. a gun to my head or a knife to mm -hmm. my back. Like, I don't know. It's, I agree. And to the I point like where we're all vulnerable and they don't have common sense, but I think for the scammers, the I think for the scammers, thank God they don't have common sense in a, in a way because they wouldn't be able to scam them if they did. This young man went out and got a $300 tent to go hide himself. I am done. That means you went down to the hunting store, <laughs> purchased a tent because they were like, we're going to get you. <laughs> and then you camped out two hours into the forest, pitched the tent, got in the tent and didn't move. I'm done. I'm going to say this. He's the behind it. The world, I'm just going to say it. The world is getting so damn stupid and dumb. <laughs> like, listen. All this, I didn't know. I was my mind, it was manipulated. Uh -huh. <laughs> go buy a tent and hide and help the scammers. At some point, you're just stupid. Stupid. You're dumb. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you call your mom and say, Mom, um, I'm told that they're gonna like, you know, kill me if you don't pay me. Like, what? Why wouldn't you? And even if they're monitoring your phone, why wouldn't you text your mom or your dad? Why wouldn't you email them? Why wouldn't you just walk into the police station? Like, duh. It's giving you are in on it. Right. That's that's where I'm <laughs> during this conversation. I'm like, maybe he's he set them up. Because even call his like, host family didn't know. His host family was like, he wasn't kidnapped. He was just here this afternoon. Right. Hey, you got to be careful Good with that. Point, Carolina. Don't don't call my parents. They'll, you won't get nothing. First of all, they're okay. not uh, internet savvy. And they would probably be like, oh, well. Don't put that info <laughs> out there, Claudia. <laughs> he ain't got it. 
<laughs> my parents, if they were alive, would too. We ain't got to get in line. You get the second one. <laughs> you had a nice life. <laughs> Take her. Take her. I've All been right. trying to get rid of him for years. Right. Oh, well. All right. Keep it locked because coming up next, a North Carolina minister takes disrespect into his own hands. And later, we're playing a game of guess which set. Keep it locked. We'll be back. Welcome back to the show. All right, y'all. A minister in North Carolina allegedly tried to force a McDonald's employee's head into the deep fryer for disrespecting his wife. It's unclear what exactly the employee said to the minister's wife before the altercation took place. All right, y'all. I mean, I got to ask this question. Do you think a minister should be behaving this way? And is there anything that someone could do to your spouse that would make you want to stick their head into a fryer, Carolina. It sounds like it was a verbal disrespect. Like, no, it, why are we going to, it's given Will Smith. It's no, <laughs> no, why? Trying to baptize him and, and frying oil? No, no, I would, I, I would be questioning what the hell's wrong with my husband if he took matters that far. That is absolutely ridiculous. And from a minister, even worse. That's right. All right, Al, what would you do? Well, Carolina. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, Carolina, you're all cute and everything over there. <laughs> what? what? No, but the, this, this is this is my goes a demonic take. I can feel it. I can feel Look, the demons coming, <laughs> coming out of that Kappa jacket right now. After the, the views of Al Reynolds are not the views of Kappa Alpha Psi. Let me say okay. that. No, in this particular case, like honestly, I just feel like um for him to come down to her job. She called him because she was having a problem with an employee. For him to come down to that job, I think it was something really bad. That's number one. For a pastor to come down to the job and have exhibit such rage like that, somebody completely disrespected his wife. That's what I believe, number one. But just in general, and I'm just being frank about it, a lot of pastors and the first ladies, and I know you got, I know Claudia doesn't attend a lot of church. I grew up in the church. They are like that particular town or that particular cities, they're celebrities. And they're constantly scrutinized. They're constantly talked about. They constantly have to be friendly when they don't want to be friendly. They have to always carry themselves a certain kind of way. And I think that that pressure alone can lead for some of them when disrespected past their boundary to flip the freak out. Now, I'm not, I'm definitely not in support of him dipping anybody's head in the fryer. I'm not. But I can see why some of the pressure can cause him to behave irrationally. And in this particular case, I think this happened. And this happened in High Point. Isn't that where Fantasia's from? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So this was her job, right? Wait, so she was, she was a manager in training. Mm -hmm. Manager in training at the fast food mm -hmm. restaurant where the air fryer is, but there was a celebrity in their town. No, I'm saying she's a first lady. First ladies, you know, just like pastors, first ladies, they work. Like he's, he was a truck driver. He's a truck driver and a minister. That's very common in the South. Okay. All right, Carolina, you caught my tea. You caught my shade. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. I'm, you know, I never am going to let Claudia talk crap about my, my Christian folks, so. Oh, Christian? Oh, Christian? Okay, let's talk about your Christian who tried to bob this man's head for apples in a hot thing of green. Just because you're a, a Christian doesn't mean you're not human. I well, mean, just because I'm not a Christian like that don't mean I can't call out their hypocrisy. I How never said that? you couldn't. That's 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 attempted name. murder, Al Reynolds. <laughs> no, Al, he didn't try to murder. He, he like just wanted to deep fry him. You know, <laughs> like make him golden brown a little bit. That's not murder. Just tan oh, him up a little bit. God, you know what? I cannot with Christians, <laughs> and I, I am. I'm actually a Christian. Believe it or not, oh, I, grew, really? I grew up in a Christian church. I was uh, baptized and I also went to Sunday school and I made look, hey look, it did work and your mentoring isn't working. <laughs> I'm I'm a good you know what? Jesus surrounded himself uh, with they all failed kinds you, of your whole community failed you. I know Mr. Sex Party ain't talking, group sex. <laughs> Stinky vagina boy. Ain't Baby, talking. that whole church, that whole village, they all should be taken to jail. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right, y'all. Moving on. Uh, 
check out this tweet. It says, what's a common downfall of friendships? Carolina, let's start with you. Oof. I feel like some friends are just for a season because they just grow in different directions. I, I have a friend that, or a former friend that I'm, I'm thinking about where we were very close for maybe like two years and then it was just, we we're growing in very different paths. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's the most common one, but that's the one that I relate to the most. And the other is, you know, when it's one-sided, when someone's constantly reaching out and the other one just isn't returning that same energy, I feel like that's when you're like, ah, is this even worth my time reaching out to you anymore? I feel like that's probably the most common. Okay, Al, what are your thoughts? Um, I think for men, I think for men, we may call it being competitive and competitiveness. At the end of the day, though, I think it's all jealousy. I think it's jealousy. I, I think there's an ebb and flow in people's lives. Sometimes people are up, they're higher than you. Sometimes they're lower than you. When they're higher than you from a man's perspective, you're not doing enough or you're not good enough. So, you know, you 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 want to like check them. I, that's just my, that's been my personal experience with it. So, um, but at the end of the day, I think jealousy is what is the downfall to a lot of friendships. People look at you and think that you've got things easier. People look at you and want to know why you're there and not them sometimes. Um, and, th and that causes dissension and it causes for you to like go your separate ways. And I think those are not your friends because you should be celebrating your friends right. from the rooftop. Because if you know, if you have that kind of attitude, it usually comes around to you. Uh, my issues with friends have been um, uh, just uh, kind of like what Carolina said, uh, just being off kilter. You know, one person putting a little bit more into it than the other. And I'm I'm big on um, you not doing something to me that I would never do. So you doing something to me that I would never do to you. It's very hard for me to get over that. And, yeah. and I've had that before and it, it's kind of heartbreaking because you kind of feel like it's like an equal friendship. And then you feel like, damn, mm -hmm. did I love you more than you love me? And that really hurts my feelings. I definitely have issues with with that, you know, and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking when you like, I love this person. Damn, I would never do you like that. How you do me like that? Yeah. All right. Coming up, join us for a game of guess what set. It's a new game we're going to try out here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. All right, y'all. Some of our major sitcoms from back in the day were set in some recognizable living rooms. Let's put our memory to the test in a game of Guess Which Set. Uh-oh. It's giving 70s game show, isn't it? <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's cue the music. Take a look at this first set. Raven Simone made her acting debut on this sitcom. Can you Cosby get show? Cosby show. All right. I believe you're right. The Cosby show. Up next, this show was initially going to be called House of Comics. Can you guess which set? Full House with the twins. That is Full House. Yeah, because look at the book, the bookshelf in the back. There it is, Full House. Ooh, those twins did not age well. All right, coming up next, R&B group Take Six performed the theme song. My aunt. Gina. My aunt. Gina. Carolina. Carolina said, you ain't gonna beat me on this one. I got this one. All right, up next, this sitcom's main character recently slapped Chris Rock. Uh, oh, I talked about this earlier, yeah. What is the name? Prince, 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 Prince of Bel Air. Prince of Bel -Air. Yeah, okay. Uh, next, this sitcom racked up 68 Emmy nominations. Oh, I know this one. Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Oh, it's that Miami, that I, Miami. I thought it was liquor. Married with Children. All right, up next. <laughs> <laughs> this show is a remake based on a UK series. Three's Company. Come on, Jack, run through the door. That's right. All right, Meghan Markle's father was a DP on this show. Married with children, no? Yes. Yes, oh, I got good. one. Claudia, that's a good one. I had no idea. I love that show. I love that show. All right, this one is the longest running American, African-American focused sitcom. Oh, it's gotta be Family Matters. Family Matters. All right. Now this show was canceled after the show's star posted a racist tweet. <laughs> Roseanne. <laughs> Man, I used to like her too. She's so, mm. Oh, stank now. All wow. right. Uh, last but not least, Frank Sinatra made a guest appearance on this show. 
Is that Archie Bunker? On the family? It looks familiar, but I can't tell you. Archie? Who's the no, boss? Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Oh, wow. That used to be such a good show. Right, that, you know, that was a fun little segment. Yeah, that was. Right, it was fun. Good job. Good job. All right. Let's get back to some fun topics. All right. We covered so many crazy stories this year. So we'd like to end our show by handing out an award to a person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our teabag of the week. Our teabag of the week goes to Jeffrey Epstein. As we know, the list of everyone else involved will be released later this month. I don't know why they keep playing with us and like making us wait. Just release the hounds and the kraken. What do you have to say about our honorary teabag of the week? Alex, go to you first. Oh, this teabag is such a teabag. He's below a teabag. Like he he should be teabag of the year. Anybody that's molesting underage girls, like mm mm. Mm -mm, mm. I'm a pass to Carolina on this. Yeah, it definitely a teabag of the last couple of years. I, but it's a teabag that just keeps giving because we keep finding out more and more. I just want to know the other teas, teabags that are associated with that teabag is what I'm trying to find out. Like well, they like said Naomi Campbell and Michael Jackson and Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew. And the list is growing and growing and growing. You know, yeah. I I've I mentioned this before on a, a show. Like I used to ask my mom when I was younger, are there more bad people in the world than good? And I'm sorry, but these last few years have given me a little bit of like less faith in humanity. You know, like the fact that so many people that have means and have the the, the world at their fingertips would choose to find sexual gratification in children and trafficking women against their will and trafficking boys, like everything. Like there's so many like. Life shouldn't be this disgusting, you know? And right. I just think that we have so many people that are okay with their pleasure at the expense and pain of somebody else, never mind a child, you know? You know, Claudia, it's interesting that you said that because one of the things or the issues that I had about working on Wall Street is we made a lot of money, a lot of money, but we took advantage of a lot of people. And it was commonplace. It was so common. No one lost sleep. I think I was probably the only one that was losing sleep over that type of stuff. So I think money really makes people do weird things. Well, if you really feel so bad about it, Al, and being the good Christian man that you are, our, our very own Carolina here has expressed this week that she would like <laughs> So you can make a donation to her Zelle or, or her PayPal. I, I, I make many recommendations on mortgage brokers that you could use, you. Oh, moving companies that you could use. I got top of the line, everybody <laughs> for you, baby. Not a problem. He said, not me, girl. Not okay. me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Really fun time. I hope you guys have a really safe and fun weekend and have a good time. Carolina, thank you so much. Thank you for hanging out with us this week. We really appreciate you. And I hope things get better for you. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Thank you, Al. Great job. Happy Founders Day. And yes, stick, around, stick around for Street, Fle Street oh. Flavor. We'll see you next week.